Praise the Lord on today, everybody. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live today on the podcast with a word entitled, The Promise of God and the Patience of Job. The Promise of God and the Patience of Job. Oh, my beloved brothers and sisters, why are we in such a rush to get to a destination that remains unknown, to experience things that we're not equipped to uh, properly deal with on our own? to face giants that are much stronger than us, to endure the jealousy, the envy, the attacks of the enemy that are sure to come from people that are close as well as far away from family, from friends, as well as from foes. The promise of God, only the divine structure of God can equip us to live the type of lives in which he's ordained us to live where nothing is lacking, where nothing is missing, and everything in our life is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes, trials and tribulations shall be our portion. They shall come our way, but they shall not destroy us. They shall not distract us. They shall not deter us because we've been chosen by God. We've surrendered to God. We walk with God. So everything that comes in our lives will be handled by God. Yes, he's given us a mind. Yes, he's given us a body. Yes, he's given us common sense. But God wants to replace the common sense with divine wisdom because common sense cannot win a divine battle. Hallelujah. The promise of God requires the patience of Job. And we're going to look at a verse of scripture in Hebrews chapter 6, which talks about the father of faith, Abraham, and how We celebrate Abraham and God's call upon his life, knowing that Abraham was an idolater. He did not know the God of Israel, Jehovah. He had no previous or prior experience to him or introduction to him, as far as we can tell through the scriptures, that God had selected him before the foundations of the earth to pull him out of the land of the Ur of Chaldeans. Yes, Abraham was chosen. And because Abraham was chosen, God equipped him to be the man he needed to be, even though he still had free will. Many of his choices were overridden by God, even if they were wrong choices. God's grace can take that which is crooked and make it straight to accomplish the ends in which he knows is going to accomplish his plan. And only he knows those things. So in Hebrews chapter 6, we're going to read 12, 13. 14, 15. It says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That you be not slothful, my brothers, lazy, distracted, deterred, unproductive, full of doubt, fear, saddened. He says, but be followers of them who through faith, be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You see, this is very key because modern day religion, the modern day church believes that God is Santa Claus, that he's an ATM, that he only wants uh, your uh, life to be one of comfort, of just gaining things, possessions. When in Luke 12 and 15, he tells you life does not consist of the abundance of things. But yeah, you have a church and you have a carnal Christian people who through social media and through the world want to be seen and show up to make you think that God is so with them that they're so blessed in the natural but yet they're spiritually immature 
The Bible tells us in John 14 and 12, it says, and, and, and those that believe, he said, and these signs shall follow. Those that believe. He's talking about the supernatural works. Supernatural things, things that your education, things that your natural strength, things that your connection, things that your credit, things that's physically and, and, and mentally and spiritually out of your realm and my realm. That only the presence of God, the anointing of God, the, 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 the power of God can do through the life of a natural sinful being. He says that through faith and patience you inherit these promises. These are spiritual promises and they're natural promises that were given to Abraham, promised to Abraham for his seed. And if we are Christ Jesus, we are also Abraham's seed. We're Abraham's seed through Christ Jesus since Christ came through the lineage of Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith. Hallelujah. Verse 13, for when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. That's what these promises are. God swore by himself. He witnessed to his own promises because there was none greater. He would not commit touching and agreeing with another man created in his image and his likeness who had not yet been empowered by the Holy Spirit to uh, walk according to the fullness and sacredness and soundness of this promise. So he swore by himself. God will see it through. He says, saying, surely blessings I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. He said, surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. This is all God again. This is all a creator thing to a creation, making a promise, making a covenant, telling you what he's going to do, but also laying out the expectation to receive it. Look. It's going to be by faith and through faith. It's not going to be through your works. It's not going to be through your college degrees. It's not going to be through your deceitfulness. It's not going to be through your credit. It's not going to be through your connections. It's going to be through faith. But also, let me tell you the second part God is saying to us. He said it's not only going to come through faith because your faith must be tried. Your faith must be tried through fire. It's like silver and gold. It goes into the furnace. It has to be purified. The impurities got to come out of it to make sure it's a pure faith, that it's a faith dedicated to the things of God, advancing the kingdom of God, not to your selfishness, not to your pride, not to your ego, not to look down on my other brothers, my other children, God is saying. You see, he says, surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. That is nothing but increase. That is divinely ordained, divinely structured, divinely bestowed upon the man or woman of God who is seeking to understand and make the promises of God their own. But also understanding that when seeking the promises of God, I must have the patience of Job in the name of Jesus. Verse 15 says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And so after he had patiently endured, endured means to suffer unrighteousness, injustices, uncomfortable things, to continue to press on, to wait, yes, to stay right there in that place, understanding that this too shall pass, that it won't be like this always. I must endure the cross, despising the shame for the joy that is set before me, the joy that is set before me on the promises of God. What has God said the end going to be to this situation? What has God said can come out of this? What has God said? Do you know the promises of God? If you know the promises of God, then surely God's going to bless you with the patience of Job. 
Because all of it is supernaturally ordained, supernaturally imparted, supernaturally maintained. Hallelujah. It is above you. It has nothing to do with you. You are simply the vessel who surrendered to participate and go through so that God's glory can be shown through you to you so that you can testify to a dark and dying generation of people who are looking for the way up, the way out, the way over. Many are called Few are chosen. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. We're talking about Abraham. Even with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you go over to Hebrews chapter 5 and 8, it says, And though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh made manifest. That though he were a son... Yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Now we know that Jesus was not disobedient. This language is just used for us to understand that we not being supernaturally structured, being sons of God, but not the son of God, not being divine, have to be obedient through our walk with God. And it is the promises of God that allows us to remain faithful to remain patient because once the promises are inward then they can do what they need to do outwardly and they can teach us and equip us to resist the devil that he may flee that we don't fall for the same things that has caused our lives to spiral out of control in closing know that when we talk about this the promises of God and the patience of Job You have to continue daily to abide in the word. You have to continue daily to rehearse these things. You have to continue daily to understand the greatness that God has not only called you to, but that he has laid up for you. You see, there is nothing (laughs) that God does not have under control and in his hand when it comes to watching over his children. So we must remain mindful that it is a fixed fight, that all is well, and that God has our back, our front, our side, and that nothing, I mean nothing, can keep you from arriving at the destination in which Jesus Christ has ordained for you to arrive at and have the things that he knows are necessary for you to fully execute that which is going to advance, edify, increase his kingdom and his people. For the Bible says in the book of Luke, it's in your patience that you possess your soul. In your patience. When you're anxious, you don't possess your soul. The devil does. Because he'll have you doing things, going places, speaking things, hanging out with people that will destroy you. That are sent into your life to destroy you. Set your mind on things above like the Bible says. The things above are the promises of God. But they're only achieved, received, and enjoyed after God has worked in the patience of Job. In Jesus' name, amen.